like i've always said there are three sides to the story the job seekers point of view the recruiters point of view and the actual truth should be fairly simple and harmonic isn't it it isn't turns out it's a dog fight there is bad blood there is accusations counter accusations of one playing the god and the other ghosting them from time to time and the truth behind all this is we are putting up a bad show a shit show to the corporate world not just in india but globally external investors and stakeholders increasingly view hiring in india as a problem statement yes there is tons of volume but the challenges that come along with it are probably untenable they are increasingly looking at other regions who can probably speak english have a fair degree of technology understanding for their hiring needs so in this episode i'm going to dive into all the three aspects help clarify simplify what best can be done for all parties to have a harmonious coexistence number 1 let's understand the job seekers point of view clearly in india for any job application there must be at least 250 to 300 co applicants if you are applying to a larger organization like a tier 2 organization that 300 350 number goes up as much to 700 or 800 almost doubles and then if you are applying to a tier 1 organization amazon microsoft oracle intel cisco dell sap and those kind of technology tier 1 companies the average application might even touch 1100 to 1200 applications take a minute to process that give you a close example the same kind of a job in say canada would probably be in low double digits looking at 30 applicants per job on an average that is where the other reality is in india it is 462 people per square kilometer or 480 people per square kilometer that's a lot of people 60% of the country is below the age of 30 there's a lot of youth there's a lot of competition to get that one job it's people's only hope and chance to break free from the level of society they are in to grow into a higher financial and social strata add to that they have the EMI trap equated monthly installments you know they have bought material goods beyond their means and they have to pay up for it so there's a low down payment and monthly installments to pay so they're they're already in debt could be a poor financial planning could be just extravagance could be going beyond their means which is closely sometimes masqueraded under ambition and whatever be the reason basically they need more money and so there is a instant logic resolution in the mind that hey i need to make more money i am more worth much more than this now at the heart of it you think don't we all think so isn't this the case with the whole wide world that we are overworked and underpaid i mean very very few people will come back and say i am overpaid and underworked right they will say i'm overworked and underpaid so then why blame these people for seeking a better life a better opportunity there's absolutely nothing wrong it's a dog fight so you have to fight your way in the world and besides for them everybody seems to be doing the same thing pounce on the opportunity 
if that comes your way didn't someone just say that's a killer instinct a prerequisite for success so then why gawk at it now that somebody actually pounced at the available opportunity leaving you high and dry some of the more smarter ones i was about to say some of the more wicked ones but some of the more smarter ones they actually have no intention of leaving the job suppose they are being paid 6 lakh salary inr that's indian rupees and they go out shopping in the market they probably bag a 7 and a half or 8 lakh rupee job then they come back and almost threaten i mean they don't threaten threaten but they let their employers know existing employers know that if they don't raise their salary and this is how much they want they will leave the job and go and so the employers on the other hand sometimes think is it better not to retain this person after having invested in this person for say 2 years or more while let the person go and they offer to renege so the wicked ones what they do is they take the renege and then jump the ship right in effectively having a double promotion in the sense a 6 lakh package got reneged to 8 lakhs and basis that 8 lakhs they renege offer for 10 lakhs in the market so in less than 3 months time they land up a 10 lakh rupee offer in other ways they would if they had gone on in the traditional way they would have probably spent another 2 years 3 years to get to that mark so that's the rationale behind that sharp move and so this poses a lot of questions right why were the employers waiting in the first place for the employee to resign why did they hire someone at below market rates in the first place do you at all have a market rate that you follow is there any proper guidance on that guess the answer to most of them is no i did not know this is the way we are we have our company budgets and so on and so forth so if you are a job seeker you're wondering what's the downside to this right it's a win win i will get another job i'm educated i'm qualified i am in demand and there are plenty of job offers out there who can hire me so where is the problem problem my friend might be a little oblivious to you given the career stage that you're in right now but if you zoom out and you trust someone who's gone through the journey they will say you are outpricing yourself in the market so what is outpricing myself outpricing yourself essentially means if you have say 10 years of work x and then on average the market rate for your particular kind of role is 20 lakhs then you are outpricing yourself in the market how you see what people have achieved in 20 years for example you are smarter clearly i don't doubt that you could do that in 18 you pushed really hard and do some miracles could do that in 17 but what people have achieved in say 20 years expecting it to happen at the 10 year mark is slightly being unfair to yourself and unreal so that is not desirable and that's where you find yourself in a job which is beyond your ability and what happens is once you land that job you realize that oh my god what have i got myself into and it gets found out real quick like people will get it that oh oh the moment you open your mouth the other people in the room figure out this guy is a wrong hire and so what happens after that is that either you are let go or repositioned into something else and if you are let go out in the market then you will recalibrate you will need to recalibrate yourself back to the old salary and trust me moving back once you've moved up is exceedingly difficult like from 
10 lakhs to 14 lakhs is very easy but 14 lakhs back to 12 lakhs is incredibly difficult it dents your confidence it messes with your mind it's just not a good place to be in so don't outprice yourself in the market now you might argue i don't know the market rate why should i trust it why should i believe it where do i find it there is no easy way to answer this but it is fair to say if you develop a good network Talk to the leaders who are at decision-making positions. Seek advice, seek help, level set expectations. Like if you present your query, like I'm with 10 years of experience, I'm expecting 20 lakhs as salary. Is that a fair ask? Is it too far? Can you help me understand this better? And build bridges when you don't need them, right? So when people often use LinkedIn, they use it only to ask for a job whereas sometimes it could be mentorship it could be guidance it could be clarifying misconceptions and clarifying myths use this as your networking tool that hey i need some help i just want to recalibrate am i thinking correct help me guide me i can assure you there'll be many leaders who will give you a perspective choose the ones that suit you the best because the perspective from a tier one leader will be slightly different to that of a tier two leader will be completely different to that of a startup leader so it will depend on who you seek the advice from and where the role you are applying to so you have to make sense of these factors before you arrive at a decision or a conclusion as to what should be a fair ask it's always good to ask the hr people if they respond make some friends over time call them pick up the phone then, hey look i know you're busy can we spend like 20 minutes just to get to know each other someday when maybe on a friday afternoon develop your friendships with recruiters and headhunters over time they have an incredibly difficult job of connecting talent with opportunity given the complexity and volume in the country and so sometimes when some people you know talk to them beyond the transactional value they tend to respond hard to find them but it's worth the effort so find yourself a real good corporate friend who will advise you on the right numbers set your expectations correctly and then you decide how much to push depending on how the interview went what's the prospective opportunity at hand and many other factors well that was from the job seekers point of view in the next episode i'm going to talk through the recruitment or the recruiters point of view and try and simplify their stance and see how we could better this equation so that there are lesser and fewer heartaches and heartburns at either end or both parties don't suffer as always i'm always open to corrections i have no problem in accepting if i've gone wrong somewhere happy to stand corrected if you have any suggestions comments doubts questions do share it on my social media handles on twitter and facebook you can reach out to me on linkedin my profile is in slash iron ban that's double a y a n b a n or you could reach me on twitter and facebook on gyan ban that's g y a n b a n i look forward to hearing from you and i invite you to listen to the next episode of bus talk this is your host iron and i hope you have a great week ahead Thank you.